everyone and welcome back. This episode is all going to be around building confidence. What is confidence? Why sometimes do I not feel confident and when do I know when I feel confident? And everything around self-worth, fears, what holds us back, our own self-judgment going to share my own experience um, as a coach. Yes, I have some expertise, um, but this is, and I'll always give that warning, this is my opinion, this is my experience. So um, challenge yourself to know what is your experience around the topic of confidence. Um, I'm particularly inspired to talk about this after having quite of a challenging summer, I would say. Um, for those that follow me on Instagram would know that I have been ill this summer and when I'm ill it really takes a knock to my confidence um I think COVID as well in some ways took a confidence knock for me um and it's not something that people would describe me in fact people describe me as very confident so I want to share aspects of myself my story um where I struggle with confidence what I do to address that um I don't believe I'm going to have all the answers for you but I really hope this session will help inspire you and uh, challenge yourself um, and feel free to move on to the next episode or go to another podcast if this is not a topic that is of interest to you. Um, do you? I always say do you. It's actually a big part of feeling confidence, knowing what you like, what you don't like can include people so um feel free to pass, press press forward and, and move on for a bit. so um but for those that are here and and here because you really really um, really want to hear about this topic i am uh, really looking forward to sharing with you um some of my experiences thanks so much for listening thanks everyone for giving me uh you know, your support on this topic. I think not only do did I see it come through on Instagram, but it is a topic that um, people come to me for coaching and it can be from a range of topics. I'm not confident in my life. I'm just not confident. I'm not confident in my job. I'm not confident to use my voice in a meeting. It can come out in so many different aspects of your life and you if you reflect there's some aspects of your life where you may feel very confident and others where you don't feel confident at all and in prepping for this podcast I just started to reflect on my childhood initially and that's where the roots of of many journeys begin but particularly for my own I was trying to remember what was the first time I didn't feel confident and it was more starting to link with not feeling safe um and my days filled with dread and fear and it was from a quite a young age I think it was four I was sent to school very young um it was a very rural primary school very very small school um my mum was working so I always had to wait for my brother who wasn't finished his class till a little bit later um and in those days the bigger kids minded the little ones you know there it was such a safe time thankfully in the 80s yes I am that old and um it was yeah um there was 
two girls who decided to bully me um, because I was so small. I actually was a really small little four year old. Um, and they used to put me into things I couldn't get out of, including big barrels, bins. I remember if anyone remembers the 80s, these like oil barrels were the school bins. And um, that's my first memory when I thought about confidence was the total opposite from a childhood was not feeling safe. I was under attack and I was afraid and I wasn't liked, you know, at that moment as a little girl afraid you just want to be liked and that's how we feel confident um our little girl or little boy at that stage you know i think our confidence is around being liked feeling safe and the environments that we are in sometimes so that was the start of my journey and then i started to reflect on actually i in an effort to be liked i was a smiler like my nickname in primary school was smiley and i'm i would say i'm still a smiler but I obviously, for survival mechanisms, I thought if I smiled, people might like me. Um, and my mother had a thing, you know, where it was like, you know, smile and the world smiles with you, cry and cry alone, which is, yeah, it's a great saying for a child. But sometimes you have to let the emotion out. And obviously, as an adult, that's that's different. But yeah, that was, you know, that was my first feeling. And then I starting to move into, you know, the early teens or preteens. I remember where I definitely didn't feel confident was bizarrely getting Holy Communion. It always comes back to the Catholic Church, eh? Um, I remember I used to get so, so, so embarrassed after receiving Holy Communion and having to walk down the church. We had this really, again, very rural Ireland, tiny church, and I always felt everyone was looking at me. And I started, it must be the teenage, you know, years, the hormones, but I used to go red. I was the colour of beetroot, I remember you know, it would be a cold winter day and my mother would say, like, you're not wearing enough clothes going to mass. But I knew I would be a furnace the minute I would get communion and come down. Um, but I must have liked to live life somewhat on the edge because I remember being asked to start reading at, at mass. I was definitely very young, like 10 maybe, where I was reading, you know, doing the readings at mass. And although I was filled with dread because everyone's going to be looking at you then, I just focused on the readings and I think that was the start of finding my voice. At least I could speak. And that was definitely the start of me presenting from a young, young age. But the more I did it, the less I cared about what people thought of me at communion, if you get me. So it wasn't that I needed to do more of that. It was to do something totally different where you were finding your thing. My next part of that confidence journey um, I was trying to think, you know, when did I start to feel really confident as a teenager? And it was playing sport. And um, I have a memory of matches um, where I was captain, an absolute honour that I got to be captain, I think, in fifth year um, of the hockey team. And all my friends trying to get out of school to watch me play. But it wasn't that it was like, oh, all my friends were watching me play. It was more again I'm liked I feel safe this is my tribe I found this thing that I love outside of school and I found who I am and it was sport and it didn't always leak into other aspects of my life I would say I would have still had a lot of body confidence issues in my teen years <laughs> now my 40s I still do so when we think about confidence there's different aspects of our life where we can feel confident and thinking about it, there's no big pinnacle 
to confidence. It's not like Maslow, you know, that we're climbing the hierarchy of confidence because confidence like isn't is a type of feeling. It can wane and it can ride high and it can change throughout the course of our day, our week, our month, our year, our lives. And yes, we can become more confident at certain things, but it can change day to day. And I think the word which, again, I use a lot of is around compassion. Um, A lot of our lack of confidence is actually in the judging of ourselves and in the comparison of ourselves. So, well, I'm not like her, you know, Um, I recently read a book and I'm not going to name the author or the book. But it was somebody, it is an Irish author, and it was somebody I had definitely judged. I has seen in person and said, oh, she's an it girl. She's beautiful. She's stunning. I put her in a box and, you know, she's loads of confidence. You know, I decided in my head that she was the most confident person I've ever seen. And she was beautiful and she was stunning and she's nothing like me. I compared her. I... You know, I judged her. I judged myself. I compared myself and my body against her body. And I decided what her story was. I knew nothing about her. And this is coming from a trained coach. Hands up. You know, we're all full of judgments of ourselves and others. And I then had the pleasure of coming across her book recently. It was for a hero in a charity shop and I read it. And it has blown me away because I had no idea. I had no idea the struggles of this particular woman I had no idea of the anxiety that she had had in her life to get to where she is today what she's had to overcome in her life and it was another great reminder of comparison is the thief of joy and also you're making vast assumptions about someone when I ask my clients name that confident person you know call someone out that you think is really confident and in that moment I always say And do you not think they ever doubt themselves? Do you not think that they struggle with imposter syndrome or confidence? And all my clients would pause and reflect and say, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. They they don't come across that way. But we have made a vast assumption that everyone else around us has their shit together and they're full of confidence. And that always isn't the case. We have decided that in our head because we've decided to compare ourselves to them. So looking at that idea when it comes to confidence about comparing yourself to others, stop, just stop. You have no idea. You don't know what's going on in their brains. You don't know if they feel confident in their job, but then they don't feel confident in their relationship or their marriage or with their parents or in their families. You don't know. You can't assume So stop comparing yourselves to others when it comes to confidence, you know, um, start focusing on you, just you putting that safety net around you and all aspects of confidence. So I mentioned at the outset that I had a, a knock to my confidence this summer and that was associated with feeling sick. And for me, it was a a very physical um, sickness, which also impacted, of course, my mental health um, because I was in so much pain. Um, As many of you know, I have uh, endometriosis 
and some other hormonal imbalances and complications which decided um, this summer to wear its very ugly head. Um, but again, part of my story and part of who I am and part of learning acceptance and grace around illness, um, not to judge myself, to meet myself with some compassion because it was it was particularly hard time. And there is something in me where when I retreat or I go inwards and I'm not connecting with people, I don't feel very confident because I don't know who I am. I've forgotten that I am someone who can stand on a stage and talk to a thousand people, which again to the outside world is the most confident aspect. You know, public speaking and confidence seems to be very interlinked when that's kind of bullshit because <laughs> I know and I've heard many interviews with famous people who are well able to do that. But inside another aspect of their life, they have full, you know, self-doubt or imposter syndrome. So, again, it is reflecting on what aspect of confidence isn't working for you. But again, so, yeah, becoming ill. And I think because I was 28 when I was when I was initially diagnosed and had a major surgery, and many of you have heard that story. I was kind of at my prime, I suppose, prime of womanhood, prime in kind of my career and the rug was pulled from under me and I took a long number of months and even, you know, I would say early years of, of just healing before I regained kind of who I was. And I think what I've learned about this summer is being sick is a part of me. I often you say, well, I don't feel like myself. But now, you know, sickness is a part of who I am and it's just learning again to accept that and love that part of myself. It's because of when I've been sick that actually I regroup, I rest, I gather, I accept healing and help from others. And that makes up who I am. And that's a part of me that I'm trying to like and even love a bit more to be more confident because if I push that aspect away of myself more and more you know I'm denying that part of myself that is a part of me um unfortunately I'm not over my illness it's it is an aspect and something that I will live with and um and yeah it's it's hard to say out loud but it is it's getting comfortable in that discomfort and those feelings that can sometimes, you know, Western society doesn't value a, a sick person in bed because, you know, what use are they to society? And that's the bullshit and beliefs that you tell yourself when you're sick. So, of course, you're going to be depleted with your confidence. Your self-worth is going to be on the floor. So for people who have had illnesses or whether that's any aspect of your health and you don't feel like yourself for me connection the days that people came and sat with me or you know came with me for a gentle walk or brought me to an appointment or gave me a call dropped me a text all those connections help build me up again and they helped restore me that I have you know some kind of I suppose light in this world that I can help other people even when I'm sick people want to talk to me people still like me you know I think it's this feeling liked and feeling safe is a huge part of confidence 
Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely been an area um, that I've had to, yeah, again, just get comfortable with the uncomfortable. I have a strong possibility of more and bigger and more serious surgery coming up. So this is going to remain with me, you know, and feeling that I am still who I am regardless of how I feel and feelings are okay um it's not okay to be in pain certainly not but the burden of judging yourself with pain is actually often worse than the pain so learning how to accept myself as I am is 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 huge for me in 2021 really really huge it's been a huge growth area um and getting support to kind of talk about those feelings you know it's really it's really helping me feel lighter in my judgments and judging myself and confidence is 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 really 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 big so again for you just to get curious on how often am I judging myself and the weight of that judgment that I have is that linked to not feeling confident or actually when I really don't care and I'm, I'm lighter and you know have fun with myself I actually start to feel confident because I take away the power from all that judgment and that weight and maybe that's something to start reflecting on that could help you I mentioned it at the start um, where an experience um, which can be called a trauma it's about you being comfortable with that language or me <laughs> as important so when I was bullied as a small child how that experience or trauma how you can ch- take that with you and give weight to that story that you know I'm weaker or I'm not liked and how that can impact your confidence but fast forward that into your adult life and where we've all had you know cases of you know being bullied or you know narcissist in our general environs that fill us with self-doubt and really really it's like they spot a weakness in us and really really jump on that and start scratching you know itching away at that kind of weakness and nearly I have this vision of you know a sculptor just literally knocking a little piece off you every day and when that happens you of course of course you're not going to feel confident because your whole self-worth and who you are is being taken from you literally piece by piece somebody is breaking that down so if that is an experience that has happened to you in any part of your life from day zero until the age you are now all I say is seek professional help that needs to in some way be shared be shared with a professional whether it's a counsellor a coach a therapist that's something that can really 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 degrade and and take from the essence of who you are so you finding some healing and some lightness in sharing that story whatever you feel is the necessary therapy you know I started my relationship with healing through Reiki. You know, it can be acupuncture. It can be any modality where you feel 
lighter and you really trust and feel safe in the environment where you can share your story of that experience. If you're in a toxic work environment where there is a lot of bullying around you, you might may not be directly bullied, but you feel a justice for those around you. That too can impact your confidence because you are feeling hurt and not safe in that environment. You're not safe. Your nervous system is telling you, I this is not good for me, you know, and that depletes your energy. When your energy is depleted, that can also have an impact of your confidence. So checking yourself in environments like that, you know, knowing that again, you can seek help to overcome any experience, any trauma. And yes, you take that with you and it becomes your story, but that isn't your story. That isn't who you are. It is an experience that has happened to you and you have the power to change that, to rebuild and become you again. And that you may be more confident, but you don't know right now because you have in the past or are still experiencing or living through that trauma. So again, being curious about that and seeking professional help. It is key to overcoming what you've been through, lightening that load, because within that experience and trauma, again, is the weight of judgment that, you know, I was a victim, I was weak, I wasn't liked, I wasn't safe. Or if it's it's ongoing right now, you know, that is something that you need professional support with and nobody should do that alone. Don't feel you have to carry that alone. It's it's not okay. It's not okay to feel like that. That is not how you want your life. And it's about taking some power back now. You know what you know. You can't unknow what you know. And you need to share that. So that's where I'd really encourage you. No matter how long ago an experience was. Or how recent it was. Just sharing that. And it can. it doesn't always need to be an in um, something that happened to you at work. It can be at home, it can be in your family, it could be, oh, I, I'll never forget, I was once bullied by a very aggressive post office clerk person. And I've had to talk to people about that where I was unemployed at the time and I was my also caring for my mother who had broken a pelvis and I got late to the post office to collect my dole and he absolutely chewed me up and spat me out and said, why weren't you here earlier? You're supposed to be looking for work. You're probably in bed all day. And again, judgment, assumptions. He'd no clue what was going on in my life. And I absolutely broke apart because I was my confidence was at my lowest, lowest, lowest. I was caring for somebody else. I certainly wasn't looking for a job. I was just about existing. I really needed the dole money just to pay my rent. And here was this man just coming in with all these judgments this man has since retired clearly wasn't suited for a customer service job but even an incident as small as that could really if I had given it power impacted my confidence so speak about them again share them with somebody you trust and or a professional so that is definitely a part of rebuilding your confidence to know what those stories are that could have impacted you Again, school teachers, anyone in authority that made you doubt yourself when you already doubted yourself and just increase that self-doubt. Please seek help.
So moving into how to rebuild your confidence. I've spoke to I've spoken about, you know, judgment, experiences, trauma, my own story. Now moving into the second part of the podcast where it is around what can I do to be more confident in whatever aspect I feel I need to be because it will be unique to you. I don't know what that is. It could be in your job, it could be finding your voice in your family, it could be public speaking, it could be you know in a relationship context I want to start dating I want to be able to speak more freely to my children and have more confidence it can be any aspect I don't know what that aspect is going to be for you these are the things that I have used in my tips that have made me more confident in my life as I said not in every aspect but certainly in many aspects of my life and how I can be here and sit in this chair and record this podcast and not fear judgment from myself or others and that it has been a journey for me so I'm going to share kind of what those things are and hopefully they will help you so um the first thing I have down is being and knowing who you are so being able to describe who you are and as somebody said to me oh well, that sounds so boastful and I'll stop you right there that is this Catholic shame of like speaking up about yourself and absolute bullshit. So it's not about being boastful. It's about really being comfortable in knowing who you are. And a lot of this comes up during career fitness, you know, knowing what my skills, what my values are, what my attributes are. And the easiest way if you're struggling to say this about yourself is ask your friends, ask your family. So a great exercise I get for many of my clients to do and I'm giving away my secrets here is ask three of your closest friends, family to describe you in three words. It can be a WhatsApp text to a group. It can be individual. It can be saying it. How would you describe me? When we can't see ourselves in the mirror, it's always best to ask those people that we really love to help describe us. And we often, again, wait for context like that for just work and I'm taking this outside of a work context now and just refilling your cup with some positivity of the people who love you so you may find out a word that describes you that you never expected and you get it consistently across a few friends and you're like oh wow that's me oh okay that's what they see because we don't always see aspects of ourselves when it comes to ourselves so To be more confident, sometimes it is asking for that feedback and not fearing what you hear back. Because if there are people that love you and you trust them, they're going to give you what you need right now. They're going to give you the words. So only ask the people that you feel safe with. Of course, there'll be a messer who'll say, oh, you're this and you're that and oh, Jesus. And yeah, look, we all have the bit of fun and we all need a bit of fun. But for this, you really want them to tell you. Describe me in three words or more. Four, if they want to give you five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, layer them on. Write them down. Therefore, your notebook on the the days where you don't feel like that. Another great question is to ask, when I'm at my best, describe me. Don't ask the opposite of that. It's only when I'm at my best, describe me. What am I doing? Where am I? Who am I with? Ask your friends and family that question. 
it is a really interesting exercise and when you're you know low and I said you store those up and you have them in a journal near you it is a fabulous thing to have on those days um for those that have been lucky enough to have had an occasion where somebody gives you a book I call it that this is your life it's only the 40 pluses that will remember that program that big red book that program where these present your life to you but I'm sure for people who've had hens or significant birthdays I was so fortunate that my best friend organized it with a group of other fabulous people for my 40th and because I am not married and um, I didn't have the hen I felt I got my hen book um, but it was a beautiful book and, and many of you have received and if you're lucky you've received those books and I swear they make you cry but there's consistent words that show up um, but again do that exercise now because we're evolving all the time those three words will change um, and you'll have pick up new friends along the way who see you differently so yeah ask three friends not always the ones that know you for longest but just people that you really trust so another thing and I I use the analogy of my swimming for this one is to keep showing up. So to it will be, yeah, over two and a half years ago. Oh my God, I just have no concept of time anymore since COVID and since my mother died. My mother died in March 2019 and then May 2019, I started with the Wim Hof method and around July that year, I started dipping. Um... Or is this fabulous lady in Sea Point calls it lipstick swimming. I like to have my lipstick on, getting in and getting out. I was like, nice one. I like that. Um, or unfortunately, another woman asked me, um, was I a teabagger? Not knowing the consequences of that description. Please don't Google that. And uh, yeah, so funny. So um, yeah, I, I was a sea dipper for definitely the first 12 months to even 18 months, I would say. But I kept showing up. So it wasn't always every day, but I kept going to the water. I kept spending time in the water. Yes, I did a little bit of swimming, but I was nervous. You know, I was not confident. I there was often times I would rock into Sea Point and I was sick out of absolute fear. But I kept showing up because I knew I felt amazing after it. And it's like people who run, you know, the run is absolutely puke inducing. But you feel amazing once you've had your shower and you feel so virtuous and delighted with yourself well for me the sea has been like that and I've heard other people talk about it um in that that keeps showing up it was only this year so 2019 2020 21 so my third year summer in particular swimming where I reached the boys in sea point um I reached the boys in 40 foot I swam with the seals I all of a sudden recognized my growth over that period of time that if I had stopped at any point, I probably wouldn't have gained that confidence to keep going. Um, and it was a real lesson in habit formation. You know, um, if you keep showing up, you see your growth and you get to reflect and that gives you confidence. So whatever your thing is, whatever you love doing, and it needs to be something you love, keep showing up. It could be knitting. It could be writing. It could be colouring, it could be dancing, it could be Pilates, yoga. I keep like talking about hobbies. This is not in relation to work is what I'm saying. 
this is the fun stuff. This is like, you know, as I said to somebody tonight, like, what is the point in life if we don't have these things? These are these things. These are the things you love. If you watch, if any of you watched Sex Education and the guy who does the dog training, I've kind of ruined season three for you. And the teacher said to him, you know, what are you good at or what do you enjoy? And he's like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I like. Now, he's obviously a teenager. I just love sex education, by the way. Gillian Anderson, like, oh, my God, love her. Um, But that character, he didn't know what he liked. But then he realized, oh, I love training my dog. Don't even get me started about dogs. For those who follow me on Instagram, I think I need to do a whole podcast with dog lovers because I'm just obsessed. I want to change my whole life just to get a dog it's obviously my brother's dog by the way anyway sidetrack sidetrack no more getting excited now because we're talking about dogs now but the character in sex education when he found what he liked it was dog training and again i'm not going to ruin episodes for people and i'm not even naming the character but oh my god i cried in that last season and it was that it was finding what you love and keep showing up and keep doing it and keep practicing that's what gives you confidence and for me, that is sea swimming. It's only for me. I get the benefit. I get to meet amazing people. All the friends and connections I've met. For somebody who wouldn't be overly body confident. And again, this summer and being sick has really took a dent in that again. Is I don't give a shit what I look like swimming. <sighs> Mostly, often forget to look at body hair. I really don't give a fuck. Because I know how I feel when I'm in swimming. And... You have no idea the momentous occasion it was when I reached the boys in Seapoint at full tide, by the way. I didn't walk out to them, um, for those who know the area. And I was just so proud of myself. And it was, yeah, I kept showing up. I never walked away. And if I did, I always came back to it. And I was just delighted. So proud of myself. So what is it, that thing that you love, that you need to keep showing up for? Showing up for you. Um, and it's habits, it's hobbies, it's, it's new experiences. There is a discomfort in starting that. For me, there was a huge discomfort in going down to sea point on my own. Um, but that has, that confidence has bled into loads of aspects of my life. A few years ago, you would never have found me going to the cinema on my own. Um, it was like, you don't, I know, I love to go to the cinema on my own. I don't give a feck what other people think. I don't judge myself primarily. When I'm not judging myself, I don't give a shit what other people think. Now, I'm going to add the caveat of age. Definitely as you age, you don't have that weight of judgment on yourself or others that you did. And I, I can only but hope how that will lighten as I age and it is I have spent so much time with a really dear friend of mine who's in her late 60s recently and I tell her I want to be her when I grow up because she has no judgment on herself and she's living the life the way she wants to live it without any judgment of anything and it's so refreshing to spend time with her but also to know that that's ahead of me and it is yeah it's really lightening. Um, I'm not carrying that big, heavy backpack of judgment um, that really can chip away at my confidence. We talk about other people impacting our confidence, but remember, it's you and your beliefs ultimately um, that are impacting them. So, yeah, keep showing up for you. Experiment with new experiences and new hobbies. 
and doing something a little bit different that pushes you marginally out of your comfort zone um, or more, lots out of your comfort zone, but keep experimenting with them. And that will really, really, really help as well. So one thing that uh, stops us from feeling confident is often that place in our head where everything has just gone so serious, where there's a heaviness to thinking about when we're not confident in the situation that you're thinking of right now. So you're being really, really hard on yourself. Everything feels heavy. There's a judgment, maybe a shame associated with not feeling confident when all around you, you're seeing people who are confident in that situation. You're comparing yourself. So sometimes when we're in that real, real heaviness, it is about checking ourselves and acknowledging how we feel. So I feel afraid. I feel sad. I feel scared, you know, all the emotions that come in. So you're acknowledging them. You're checking yourself where in your body do you feel them? So even if you need to close your eyes for a moment now and place your hand on the part of your body where you feel not confident, could be your tummy, maybe your chest, maybe your throat. Only you can acknowledge where that feels. So again, getting deep into that feeling. Once you've acknowledged that and even maybe reassured that part of your body, there's something in letting go. So you've acknowledged it, you've accepted where it is, you've felt it, maybe you need to shed some tears, laugh, shake your body, feel the feeling. And then there's this acceptance and grace in letting go. There's a real heaviness to taking ourselves very seriously. And sometimes it can be, and again, this is not for everyone, but for me, it's a reminder not to take ourselves so seriously. So you've acknowledged it, you've felt it, you're letting it pass. And now it's a lighter, oh my God, stop taking myself so seriously. Who is really thinking the way I'm thinking about this situation? You know, lighten that load. I had this, uh, have this great friend who came to me in a crisis a few years ago and it was that her life had gotten so heavy. Everything was really, really heavy. And we came up with this hashtag for her motto and it was default to fun. And every time life got a bit heavy, it, it was a reminder, how can I make this situation more fun? How can I not take myself so seriously? How can I just lighten that heaviness that comes with an inner critic and the inner critic stopping us from feeling confident? So when we're having a little more fun and we're lighter and there's, you know, a buzz around us, we're not so inclined to be in our head. And fun is such a heartfelt emotion um, and experience that it is often within our body as and not in our heads. So something to consider, maybe it's a motto around not taking ourselves too seriously. And it's not a cop on, it's not a shameful giving out to yourself, but it's a suggestion. Maybe not take it so seriously. Maybe have a bit of fun with this. And if I can have fun, I'm not as much in my head. So it's about being playful, being childlike. Think of a child when they're, you know, even starting to walk and they fall down that first attempt 
they don't stay sitting down. They get up again and they often laugh at themselves or even if they cry, they're laughing five minutes later. So becoming more childlike when it comes to confidence, we're going to fail. We're going to mess up, but have a laugh, laugh, laugh with yourself, not at yourself, with yourself. Just have a laugh. So it is that default to fun. Again, this is not for everyone. There is a heaviness associated with not feeling confident, but maybe for you, this might work for you to lighten that load. Stop taking yourself so seriously and default to fun. Finally, my tip for confidence comes in the form of another mantra and it's around loving kindness and loving kindness. I know I've spoken again around this topic before and have a meditation around it and it's may you be well, may you be safe, may you live at ease. You know, it's all of those things that you're reinforcing and telling yourself. So it could be adding in a may you feel confident may I feel comfortable in my own skin, may I find my voice. Giving yourself those permissions and instructions can be really, really helpful when, again, there's something that you're feeling not confident about. So often it is that weight of perfection. Well, there's no point doing it if I'm not going to be perfect at it. And if you've grown up, you know, thinking that perfection is something that is a part of you and and maybe it only it only shows up in some facets of your life and that's preventing you from moving forward again initiating with a part of loving kindness may you be at ease may i feel comfortable not to be perfect you know you are giving those suggestions to your brain and your heart and your soul and something just again to lighten it When you have the weight of perfection, there is that constant fear of failure. And when you change again and notice that, a lot of it is the acknowledgement is noticing. What am I afraid of here? Am I afraid that I won't get this right? Am I seeking to be perfect in this situation when often case I just need to start? And in the striving for perfection, it just prevents us from moving into any discomfort it keeps us safe so it's a way of just protecting us so again looking at adding little prompts to yourself may i feel well in this situation may i feel safe and just reflecting on all the little things that you might need to comfort that inner part of you that childlike part of you that's afraid genuinely afraid it's okay to just start take that first step And in the first steps, gaining confidence, telling yourself, well done, you know, congratulating yourself, celebrating every step of that journey, no matter what it is. Maybe it's public speaking. Maybe it's speaking up in a meeting where you feel afraid of what people will think. And when you do, it is about taking yourself afterwards and really, really, really celebrating. And I mean, really celebrating for you. That is the victory you spoke up where you may not have been able to speak up before. Maybe you went and did a talk for work or family, maybe, uh, you know, a bridesmaid or a best man speech. And that was something that you were living in dread of, but you did it. You survived. You got to celebrate those moments because your body will want to do it again. If you reward yourself as opposed to berate yourself, the opposite of that, 
you will fear you will you will retract so noticing around when you are making brave brave steps what are you doing to celebrate those moments because you're another step closer so it's not a critique of what i said or did or any of that it's like i did it i took the next step because all that's what confidence is about taking the next step so reflecting on what is going to work for you i've given a lot of tips here so anything from not taking yourself so seriously defaulting to fun initiating some loving kindness we've also um, looking back over my notes here you know being knowing who you are so asking your friends for those three words or more to describe you again those safe trusted friends um looking at new things for your brain so new hobbies something totally different that you think you'd love but you're denying yourself maybe you did it as a child or a teenager and you haven't done it again in years and looking at that experimenting with getting comfortable with yourself um and again not giving the weight of judgment other people's judgment or that comparison too much power so taking back your power and pausing on the comparison to others remember that is really 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 key to becoming a confident you thank you for listening i really hope you enjoyed this episode um, and the first proper full episode of season two um, if you like um, or can like and share it with uh, friends or family you think might be relevant particularly somebody you know who might be struggling with their confidence on some aspect of their lives right now um, also uh, you can find me on instagram norma o'kelly and on linkedin norma o'kelly also um, i'm available on spotify and on apple and on anchor.com so hope um, you will stay tuned for the rest of the season and some of my next topics i think you'll um, really love um, and uh, have come as requests from some of you as well so uh, thanks again and uh, chat to you soon take care